Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The Taliban won't allow Afghanis to go to the Kabul airport to be evacuated. There are Americans who cannot get to the airport in Kabul. It doesn't matter what it is Joe Biden says. It only matters what is actually happening. And yet at every single turn, you have got this administration telling you that everything is fine. I have exclusive audio of the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. This is exactly how they act. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-468-8669. Got Tony. Honestly, I want to hear from the people who think that Biden's doing a great job. I want to hear the explanation that they give. I want to know if they agree with the Pentagon press secretary, John Kirby, in conversations like this. If it only played. Oh, so close yet so far. You've got John Kirby when asked about where the, how the, 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 the White House could actually think things are going well. His response is, well, you're reading way more into things than you need to. I'm reading way more into things than I need to. What are, you, what are you talking about? We can't even get an answer from you as to how many Americans are still in Afghanistan. And I can't tell you why. I can't tell you why they won't give an answer, but they won't. They simply won't let you know. Do they really and truly not know? I don't believe that possible. It seems impossible that they wouldn't have the answer. So tell me who thinks this is going well. Tell me who thinks this is going right. Tell me who thinks that the United States not changing the timeline for getting everybody out, even though they already should have gotten everybody out, isn't because they're being threatened by the Taliban. Leader. Um, John, a couple questions. I know that you are not going to be able to answer whether or not the deadline is going to be extended beyond the 31st, but can you give us some perspective from the military? Can you get all Americans out in the next several days by the 31st? Do you need more military bases in the United States to house them? Do you need more throughput in order to get that done? And do you need to increase the pace? And one, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, keep going. Uh, no, and um, the other day the general told us that there were about 2,500, I think, of Americans that had gotten out, but that number has increased over the last several days. About how many have gotten out so far? Uh, about how many? Uh, Americans. Okay. Okay, so uh, all uh, the, dead, the, the deadline, I mean, I'm going to miss some of these, Lita, so just uh, walk me back. Um, uh, you're, you're right, there's been uh, no change to the timeline of the mission, which is to have this completed by the end of the month. Uh, is that because the Taliban said we won't change the timeline, like the Taliban is in charge? Because it certainly seems like the Taliban is in charge. 
The National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, doesn't even commit to keeping the airport open past August 31st. Has the president decided whether he is going to need more time beyond August 31st to get all U.S. personnel and Afghan people out of the country? As I said, the president believes we are making substantial progress. Dozens of flights, thousands now, tens of thousands of people evacuated from the country. We believe today will be an efficient and effective day and tomorrow and the next day as well. And as I said, he is taking this day by day and will make his determinations as we go. If the president doesn't believe in reality, what is the point of what the president believes? Maybe that in and of itself is the entirety of the problem. That the president is making an argument that doesn't have any connection to the reality that we are all living in. You want the reality that we're all living in? This is from BBC, Jonathan Head reporting. Awful timing for Kamala Harris. I mean, she's not a very experienced or confident foreign policy operative anyway. You can kind of see that in the very careful way that she's phrasing uh, what she's talking about there. She's having to fend off questions about Afghanistan, which makes the U.S. look like an incompetent, uncaring and unreliable ally. For all of that, you know, remember, all she's, she's going to Vietnam. I mean, of all places, one of the two countries visiting it, you just can't help but make the comparisons with what happened 46 years ago. So ridiculous that she would go. Now, uh, to be clear, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on this later as well if we get more news. Havana syndrome is how they discuss something that happened in Cuba where members of, uh, our, of our embassy were hit with what can only be described as sound waves. They're not even 100% sure, at least not telling us. And what happened was, was that these sound waves absolutely affected people's mental and physical health. Headaches, nausea, confusion, actual long-term medical issues. And what got reported is that Something like this happened in Hanoi, and the vice president was leaving Singapore to head to Hanoi. Now, I will say to you as clear as day, I don't like Kamala Harris at all. I would tell her to her nose. She's a disgusting person. She is the vice president of the United States. And if there was some type of action taken to try and affect, attack, harm the Vice President of the United States, well, that is something that requires response. So when you see Havana Syndrome out there, her flight from Singapore was delayed three hours because of it, uh, it's not a a throwaway. It's something that we we should look at. But Kamala Harris being incapable on the world stage, that's absolutely correct. You don't understand how much allies are infuriated with us. That is absolutely correct. Things aren't well. They're not well at all. When Andrea Mitchell, Andrea Mitchell is the voice of freaking reason. Ned, my colleague reported that on Saturday a cable came here a memo 
was sent to Afghan staff at the embassy on Wednesday, inviting them to head to the airport, and that it was so that it was so difficult for them to the, the physical situation was simply impossible, and that some staff reported being separated from children. They said, quote, it would be better to die under the Taliban's bullet than face the crowds again. One staff member said they felt betrayed, that it was, uh, it, it undermined their sense of dignity, their loyalty. And this is embassy staff who should have been presumably prioritized, that they were left behind when the evacuation took place. Basically. Andrea, what I can tell you, I, I do have a follow-up. Uh, sure, um, I, I will tell you that I just came from a meeting with the secretary about uh, an hour and a half ago, uh, and this was something that he proactively raised in that setting, uh, and he also conveys conveyed it was something that um, uh, he has discussed with the president uh, and and offered that he and the president are completely on the same page. On the same page about what? That people absolutely, positively, without question have been left behind. They feel that they have been, wait for it, stranded. And when this gets brought up to Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, she pulls a Greta Thunberg and goes, how dare you? By pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. Right? I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan when I said when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home. We are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public to hear and understand. It's always great that the White House press secretary is calling out reporters. Good good on you, right? That would have been such an attack on the press just a couple of years ago. Oh, those were simpler times, weren't they? What are we what are we doing? It's irresponsible to say they're stranded. Of course they're stranded. That's what they're telling us. They are telling us that they are stranded. Why are we surprised by this? Why are we shocked in any way, shape, or form? The pullout was all wrong. Not that we should not have left. That's the conversation piece. We got rid of the U.S. military before we got the people out. I had a chance to speak with former U.S. Senator Jim Talent, who had an excellent piece in National Review about this. He's got a take on that. I'll share it with you in the next hour. He has got a take on that. That is super good and worthy of our attention. Not worthy of our attention is this administration. Our administration has absolutely positively failed. And the people who want to keep pushing this idea that they've done good work, that everything is going fine, they're out of their, they know they're lying. You have to be Ron Klain, the White House Chief of Staff, 
in order to, to believe this stuff. But he doesn't believe it. There's no way he believes it. But lying for Joe Biden, well, that's just, you know, that's just the thing, man. By the way, if you want the biggest lie, it's coming from Joe Biden himself. Let me be clear. The evacuation of thousands of people from Cumble is going to be hard and painful no matter when it started, when we began. It would have been true if we had started a month ago or a month from now. There is no way to evacuate this many people without pain and loss of heartbreaking images you see on television. It's just a fact. It is just a lie. That is the clip that you should play for your kids. As a matter of fact, producer Ari, uh, let, send me that clip so I can I can post it. That is the clip you need to play for your children. You need to play for your spouse. You need to play for your friends and share with them and say, this is a lie. Shall we break it down? Yes. Let's do that. Let me be clear. The evacuation of thousands of people from Kumbul is going to be hard and painful no matter when it started, when we began. This is untrue. It would have been far less painful, possibly to an extent painless, if not completely, if it had happened when we still had control of Bagram Air Force Base and when we still had more of a military contingent uh, uh, on the ground. If we had just started pulling people out and just started sending them home before the Taliban had taken over province after province. And by the way, there are some northern provinces where people are fighting, and I only hope that fighting works in their favor. Let's not throw out the Afghanis just yet. But you could have started pulling out people then while you still had more military, while you still had more of the operations. But you didn't. You went military first. So this is a lie from Joe Biden. It would have been true if we had started a month ago or a month from now. Not true. It was difficult because the military was gone. If you had started a month ago, when the cables and the communiques from the embassy said to, they said it. They begged you. Nearly two dozen members of that embassy staff sent you a memo saying, go now. A month ago. And you didn't do it. There is no way to evacuate this many people without pain and loss of heartbreaking images you see on television. Joe Biden wants to now reset the stage, saying, look, nobody could have done better. Nobody could do better. This is how it had to go. Look, all these things you're seeing on TV, that's what you're going to see. That's what you're going to see. Nobody could have done it better. Not that Donald Trump, not another Democrat. Nobody could have done it better. This is only the way it goes. It always goes the Saigon way. That's a lie. It's just a fact. It's not a fact. You're a terrible leader. You failed as commander in chief. Your chief of chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, and your defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, should be fired if you had any decency whatsoever. But share that clip with your kids. It is lie on lie on lie from a guy who is desperate to reframe the entire argument as well as the only way it could happen. It isn't the only way it could happen. It's the way it happens when you are a damn fool, not when you're a seasoned professional with 40-plus years in U.S. government. Thank goodness the adults are in charge or something. I'm Tony Katz.
the story about Governor Ron DeSantis and the Associated Press is a really fantastic story for what it exposes. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. And what it exposes is the AP got caught moving a narrative. Ron DeSantis bad. Ron DeSantis worse than Trump. All the, by the way, they will. They'll call Ron DeSantis worse than Trump, and they already are. Remember, we said the same thing about Mike Pence. Donald Trump is Hitler, and Mike Pence is worse. That's what they would say. Because people who have no decency and throw Hitler around everywhere, well, what are they going to do? Hitler's the epitome of evil and will diminish the Holocaust while we can say it. That's why we use terms like the big lie, because we don't actually give a damn about history. That's the political left I'm talking about. I'm quoting them. But, oh, Pence is worse. Ron DeSantis, he's even worse than Trump. Ron DeSantis was talking about people using Regeneron, a, a monoclonal antibody. And the AP put it out there is that DeSantis's top donor invests in, in COVID uh, a drug the governor promotes. Right? They tried to make it all about how it was all about trying to make him money and, and everything else. And so DeSantis sent a letter saying that you lied, you made things up, and you're upset with our team for calling you out? No, no, no. I support my team. You are narrative pushers, and now you're going to keep people from getting something that could possibly help them with COVID because you're more interested in narrative than facts. And he ends it with, was it worth it? And yet you've got people out there who think that Governor DeSantis is bullying reporters. Guys, guys, guys. If you're a reporter and can't handle some pushback from a governor, you're not serious people. And here you've got another person. How Ron DeSantis responded to a mildly mildly critical story, that's how a fascist would respond. No, a fascist would kill the reporter, kill the reporter's family, burn the entire blanket building to the ground, and then say, what reporter? They don't even know what a fascist is. They don't understand anything. They are infuriated that a governor could actually push back. Infuriated that they could ask a question. Remember, all these politicos are just supposed to take it. The press, they, they're beyond reproach. Please. Didn't Harry Truman threaten to punch a reporter in the nose for a bad review of his daughter? I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. CIA Director William Burns had a meeting with the leader of the Taliban. Um, okay. For what reason? Because that's what you do? What was the value? What was the point? What was, what was gained from it? That's, of course, a question. And the answer is, it's going to be nothing. It, will, will we see deadlines extended? What, what are deadlines? Who are we paying attention to? Well, deadlines matter now since we pulled the military out first. That's not to say we still don't have troops there. It's just that what we had in, in order to control a situation is gone. Now, I, I don't mean to double up on, on the conversation. 
I just think that, you know, the conversation is important. There are other conversations that are being had out there. Here's here's one of them. Police found 300 unopened recall ballots in California along with a gun and drugs in a car in a 7-Eleven parking lot. See, other things are going on in the world. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-468-8669. Would love to hear from you. 833. Got Tony. All right, it was pills, not weed, but it's the only song I have. I didn't I didn't have a pills song. If I had a pills song, I would have I would have done that. Again, it was pills. It was pills. Uh, I am told that uh, that mail-in ballots are fine and 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 my gosh, perfectly safe. And if you believe that there's election fraud, you're just ridiculous and silly. Three hundred mail ballots for the upcoming recall election: a gun and drugs. Seven Eleven in Torrance. What do you what do you think's happening? The biggest problem we have is that we are people who want to pay attention to things and want to dig into things and they are people working everywhere. <laughs> Every single place over and over and over and over again. They don't stop, they don't quit, they don't rest, they don't sleep. Anybody who tells you that voter fraud doesn't happen is lying to you about voter fraud. Of course it happens. And of course, mail-in balloting makes it easier. Every rational person knows this. Every single one. The only people who don't know this, well, that's not true. The only people who say they don't know this are people who are absolutely willing to lie to get their political ideology forward. That is all. There's no other way to look at it. Uh, Meanwhile, the Dow is up 50. And again, with, with, with Nancy Pelosi delaying the vote on Biden's economic agenda, the issue here is that not everybody is cool with the idea of a $3.5 billion, or I'm sorry, trillion dollar budget. And the centrists in the party are like, yeah, we're not, we're not there. It's a little too much. Sorry, we can't do it. And Pelosi's out of her mind. She's like, everybody get in line and vote. And they're like, they're not doing it. So now she's got a delay, and possibly other reasons for the delay is it's kind of hard to move infrastructure when you've got Americans left for dead in Afghanistan. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to sell. Well, we've got to keep the country moving. It means your eye is off the ball, just like it was when you allowed this to happen, and nobody, absolutely nobody, was speaking honestly to the emperor with no clothes. Recent polling shows, this is uh, from uh, University of New Hampshire, Granite State poll, that Biden's job performance is now uh, 44% approved, 54% disapproved. I know, I know, I'm not, I'm not the guy to talk to about polling. 
I am fully aware. However, I had to bring this up because I have to call full bull crap on anybody who thinks 44% of the country is okay with Joe Biden right now. That's a lie. No way it's that high. No way at all. For 54% strongly disapprove of Biden's actually I should I should say it differently. 42% strongly disapprove, 12% uh somewhat disapprove. That's how it goes. And then 19% strongly approve and 20% somewhat approve. And then it's like leaning or neither. They're, they're, they're not sure. They, they're waiting to see how many Americans die before they decide whether or not they like the way he did it. See, they got an over-under. If it's under, if it's under 300, well, that's, that's cool. Or if it's under 3,000, you know, if we go with 9-11 numbers, then, ah, all right. If 2,800 people die, well, that's, that's cool. He, bye. He's still doing, still doing better than George Bush, you know. Man, it's a dark segment, cats. Still doing better than George Bush, cause, cause look how many people he got. He got killed too, cause I off the off the ball, I guess. I don't know what people think. Do I sometimes think that they actually play that game? Yes, yes, I do. And do I think it's outrageously evil? Yes, yes, I do. But the evil is not some kind of contained thing in small corners it's evil when you think of the fact that we aren't moving this deadline this august 31st remember the august 31st deadline is uh uh, arbitrary remember deadlines were set for may and then we decided the deadline had to be uh september 11th so we could have the symbolism of it which is ridiculous so there, there are no deadlines. It, when we are done, we are done. That's how it works. So Adam Housley, who uh, you, you, you may know his work, um, may, may not, uh, used to play uh, baseball. He's a correspondent and now a new, news guy. Uh, talking about how uh, a friend of his, former CIA, connected in Afghanistan saying that we are about to abandon Americans. And as you take a look at what a drawdown means for uh, August 31st, they have to start now. This is where the conversation's been going. They got to start in the next 24 hours to make sure they're out. The decision is not conditioned based uh, um, and based on advice from some people at the highest level. Anybody not out by the time the last plane leaves gets cut away. Now, we have heard that, oh, look, we're getting Americans out. We're getting Americans out. We're getting Americans out. As is being reported and discussed, it's not Americans. A leaked cable, as has been reported, said the amount of Americans is 4,400. 21,000 Afghans, 4,400 American citizens. Now, other people have been addressing this as well, including... Hello. Hey there, Donald Trump. How are you? 
Biden surrendered Afghanistan to terrorists and left thousands of Americans for dead by pulling out of the military, pulling out the military before our citizens. Now we are learning that out of the 26,000 people who have been evacuated, only 4,000 are Americans. You can be sure the Taliban, who are now in complete control, didn't allow the best and brightest to board these evacuation flights. Instead, we can only imagine how many thousands of terrorists have been airlifted out of Afghanistan and into neighborhoods around the world. What a terrible failure. No vetting. How many terrorists will Joe Biden bring to America? We don't know. He's doing it now with email. Let that man back on Twitter. Watch that stock price just go nuts. Now, this data may be wrong. We may learn that we have more Americans than we think, and I'm willing to allow for that possibility. The possibility I'm not willing to allow for is that everything is going well or that everything is working, or that this is a good plan. This brings us to Senator Communist Elizabeth Warren. I'm not interested in being nice. I have no interest in being nice at all. Elizabeth Warren, an absolutely ignorant woman, Oh, don't worry, there are ignorant men out there. That would be Dick Durbin. But Elizabeth Warren is a woman, unless uh, I I don't know what she identifies as these days. I mean, she identifies as as Native American, so she might identify something else. She's an ignorant woman and a liar, by the way. Many, she writes, of those most critical voices you're hearing right now are the same people who got us into war and who think we should stay forever. Some are bought and paid for by the defense industry. So let me say unequivocally, President Biden made the right decision to withdraw our troops. Now, she writes, it is our moral responsibility to immediately admit more refugees and to ensure the safety of those who aided the United States throughout this conflict. As of this morning, the United States evacuated about 37,000 individuals from Afghanistan. We need to continue at this pace. This is ignorance and and despicableness. I was going to say disgustingness, but that's not the word. The argument about withdrawing the troops is not the argument. We say it again. It was about how. Elizabeth Warren isn't even having a cogent conversation. Don't you get that's not it? That may work in the faculty lounge or whatever nonsense Massachusetts educational place you like to hang out. I don't know if it's a university. I don't know if it's a think tank. So, you know, I called it a place. How about we just call it indoctrination center so we're all on the same page? It's not about withdrawing troops. It's about how. Are you that ignorant? Are you that pathetic that you don't know the conversations about how? Are you that hateful? Notice she says the U.S. evacuated about 37,000 individuals. Me, I'm in favor of taking refugees, the women and the children. I don't take any men. I don't take any men. I I, I don't do it. We don't know who's a terrorist and who's not, and we don't know who's connected with the Taliban and who's not. And if you think that's somehow racist or bigoted to say, with all due respect, you may not be capable of following these kinds of conversations. The people who say, oh, that's bigoted. It's the Taliban that can't be trusted, and none of this happens if we actually did the vetting, which we could have done far better and to a masterful amount of success if we had given ourselves the time properly. But we didn't. But we didn't. 
And we didn't because Joe Biden is a terrible leader and he is supported by ignorant people like Elizabeth Warren. This isn't the moment we are trying to be nice. She needs to know how bad she is. Disgusting. Never mind that the level of of policy that you support and your tax-the-rich nonsense, you lied about who you are for financial and social gain. You're not Native American. You lied. How many jobs did you take from Native Americans while you were lying? And while you were lying about that, how about the lies you told about being a pregnant teacher? As if someone told you, oh, if you're pregnant, you can't teach her anymore. And the attacks there. This is what you do. This is your whole life. This is your hallmark. And now you're purposefully, purposefully, are engaging in an absolute, absolutely misleading conversation. This is where the evil is, guys. This is where it is. These people won't stay focused for a half a second. Everything you're seeing right now is the fault of Joe Biden, of Lloyd Austin, of Mark Milley, of that team, of Anthony Blinken, etc., of Susan Rice, of all of these fools who are part of Obama 3.0. They couldn't run a country then. They can't run a country now. Everything they believe about foreign policy is wrong. These are children. They told us the adults were in the room. Bitch, please. These people aren't adults. Children, one and all. Awful fools. The men, the women, all of them. Because ideologically... They don't believe that America comes first. That is the core of everything else that leads to the disaster. I'm going to take Adam Housley at his word that there's a real fear we're going to leave people behind. A real fear that we're going to leave people behind. I'll take him at his word. I'm Tony Katz. Charlie Watts, gone at the age of 80. Man, it's going to hit some people hard. Drummer for the Rolling Stones. Passing away in a London hospital earlier today. I think Charlie Watts is one of those guys who doesn't get listed much when you think of Great drummers, but it's probably the kind of guy who inspired drummers and a sense of presentation, a sense of rhythm. You know, they, they you talk about it with Ringo and how they, they almost describe that that truly inventive ways he, he brought himself into music kind of ways. He would he would he would basically slap at the hi hat and kind of that's this kind of splash kind of, 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 of sound sloppy Almost, but always with 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 efficiency. And Ringo, you know, he he was Ringo. He wasn't even supposed to be there. He was the last minute replacement. But has left an impact on 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 drummers. Charlie Watts. I mean, it's just it's just a a catalog of 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 work uh, that that he is 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 associated with. 
Now, uh, he was going to miss the tour with the band because he had ha- they had said he had, was having a, a, a surgery, but they didn't tell what. It was an unspecified medical procedure, and at the time, it was completely successful. So what will we find out? What will we ever find out? Who knows? Who knows whether we will or, 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 or we won't? Um, but just, I mean, the Rolling Stones... Stones are great. Stones are a great story, man. I don't know. I, I can't say I'm the biggest Stones guy in the world, but that one hit me. That one hit me. Meanwhile, Dr. Anthony Fauci, he continues to hit all of us. Where he got it wrong once again, that's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. This is Katz Today.